Yeah. Hey, everybody. We're back. Episode 109, Interviews with Everyday People. Uh, I'm going to get my housekeeping stuff out of the way right away. First off, I want to thank the people who support us on Patreon. Uh, it's $5 for early content that eventually you'll get because I've been putting it all out there anyway. Um, and a dollar for just general support. But everything just goes to help us out. So I want to thank Tommy B, the Tree of Life Metaphysical Shop in Ringtown, Brad Zalonis, Higher Than Other Words Podcast, Jay and Austin Blackwell. And then most importantly, I have my photos from vacation up because I was showing you stuff. Um, I want to thank Abaddon Tattoo Studio as our sponsor. They uh, they are a unique professional experience nestled in the small town of Pine Grove, Pennsylvania. They provide high quality tattoos and piercings in a relaxed and sterile environment. Do you have any tattoos? I do. How many do you have? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah? Yeah. What's your biggest piece? Um, a hip piece. Ooh, you have a hip side piece. I do. That's brave. Uh, my JJ was screaming because <laughs> he was like right on a nerve and it shot down. I was like, dude, you need to take a break. Yeah. Relax. <laughs> where, but, do you, where do you get your ring done? Uh, well, I got the hip piece done at Good Vibrations and then everything else is kind of like when I travel, I would just, I was like in this rebellious stage. I'm like, I'm going to get this and I'm going to get that. Like Chicago, I got one. Vegas, I got one. Um... Oh, God. I don't even know. Well, you're going to be getting one from Abaddon. Yeah. Because I have a bunch of gift cards. And what? And because it's, it's it's you know, it's Memorial Day, veteran, all that cool stuff. And you're home. Yes. I'm going to give you a $100 gift card from Abaddon. Oh, my Abaddon. God. Thank you. Yeah, you're going to get one. Oh, yeah. You're going to get a tattoo. Woo! <laughs> thank you. No problem. Um, so, yeah, this, this whole, well, introduce yourself. Let people know if, uh, they, if they don't know who they are. If you don't know, now you know. Uh <laughs> So my name is Taryn Harris. I am originally from La Plata, Maryland. Well, I was born in La Plata, Maryland, and I was implanted here in Schuylkill County when I was 11 years old. Um, yeah, it's great. I don't know what to say. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll die. We'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it. Um, I th we became like Facebook friends, and then it was one of the, I think it was one of those things where we we uh, you knew more of me i guess in school because i kind of just stayed away from everybody in, yeah. in my north school years because yep. i was a loser um and then we were fr facebook friends and it was one of those things where I, I i think i challenged myself a little bit where i was like if you're my facebook friend and we see each other in public i'm gonna say hi type yeah. deal and i think we just started bullshitting yep and then we had mutual friends like at the time like you you knew people i knew and vice yep. versa and then we were just kind of every time we see each other in a bar we'd Give yourself no. a toast and a hey, what's yeah. up? Yep. And then uh, you were about to get uh, deployed. Mm -hmm. And we were doing like the drunk, like, I'm going to be leaving soon type mm. deal. You know how you get emotional. Like, not no, emotional. No, actually, but. I think we were really chill because the boys upstairs were playing. Mm -hmm. And we were just like in our drunken stupor, like loving the music. And I think you had mentioned about the podcast. I'm I like, said, well, I'm leaving soon. So it's going to have to wait a little bit. And it was one like, of those things where it's like. It was kind of surreal because yeah. it was like, oh shit, it's right around the corner, mm -hmm. and and you were you were like not upset, but like you were like it's it's nervous. It's yeah. nervous. you're leaving your your family, your 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 kid, and yeah. all. And I was just like, well, listen, like I know coming back to your family is more important, but come back, and when you come back, let's talk about it on the show. Yeah, and then and here, here and are. here we are. Yeah, crazy. You, know? you got to be on uh, local news when you get this. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. How did that all come about? 
Um, so when I was coming home, I had originally reached out to my daughter's teacher. Shout out to Mr. Highsock. Woo. Uh, so he helped me out to arrange uh, through the school district. Like it went up to the superintendent, the principals. Um, I forget the... PA's name for North Schuylkill. Oh my God, I feel terrible. But they arranged it that I would come in uh, on a... You're good. Just double check. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Okay. Um, I would come in like around her recess time and they were going to have like her classmates line up. I don't know if you've ever seen the elementary school. They have like this The new one? Yes. Not too much, no. I was only over in the gym. Yeah. You've you've driven by though, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So they have like that huge awning outside and I told them that I wanted to come to the school and surprise her, but I was vaccinated at the time, uh, but they were still like pushing vaccinations really hard here. Um, And I believe... The teachers at the time that him and I had communicated, like, didn't know when they were going to be vaccinated. And it, it was like this huge thing. So I said, I don't want to break COVID-19 protocol, like whatever, you know, if you want to bring her outside. I just I don't want to risk putting the kids in danger or whatever, because yeah. you you, you want to respect everybody else's like boundaries and whatever. So um, he had arranged it that I would come during recess. He would keep Maddie behind a little bit and just kind of talk to her about random stuff. And then the other teachers are going to like line her classmates up on both sides of the doors and kind of put a little uh, turn on it. And then when she came out, she would see the line and kind of follow it and then see me at the end of it. Um, Unfortunately, the first time, the first day that I was supposed to do it. Come on in. You got food. Um. Oh, hi. <laughs> the first day we were supposed to do it, uh, my flight got postponed. So we had to push it back, uh, I think, from a Monday to a Wednesday. Um, so then Tuesday, I'm in the airport in Dallas, and Mr. Highsock called and said, Hey, uh, so the kids are on virtual. The c- computer system was uh, hacked, and we don't know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, well, then I guess I'll just talk to our surpriser tonight when I get home. I'll just wake her up, get her out of bed. And I was like, don't expect her at school tomorrow. So um, in the meantime, I guess, oh, God, Jim Gross, that's his name. Good guy. Yes. He calls me Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. (laughs) If you ever watched professional wrestling, he said, like, Kevin Owens. Okay. So he, I guess, had arranged for, like, the media to come, and then he had to send an email uh, and let them know, like, hey, we're having virtual. It's canceled. Well, then Mr. Highsaw called me back, like, an hour later, and I I was stuck in Dallas for eight hours. It was Mm. horrible. So anyway, um, so we, he's like, hey, uh, you know, the news station wants to reach out to you. Uh, they still want to do something covering you, surprising Maddie. Is it okay if I give him your number? I was like, yeah, sure. So the dude called me, Chris Bohansky. He's amazing. He's so freaking sweet. Um, he's like, hey, uh, you know, I got the email and he's like, I still want to do something. Like, what can we think of? You know, like, should we, can I go to your mom's house and interview Maddie? He's like, but I don't know what to say. I was like, well, it's actually Military Kid Appreciation Month, so you can just use that as, like, your foot in the door. Mm -hmm. Um, So fast forward, I got home. My flight landed late Tuesday night, so I went to my house and slept because my mom and dad kept Maddie while I was gone. Um and just got up early in the morning, showered, and put my uniform back on. And while Chris was 
on his way to the house, at the house, like interviewing. He's like texting me. So I had to like sneak over to the house. So like my parents live off Route 61 and their house kind of like sits down in. But from their front windows, from the living room, you can see everything. So I had to like park my car like on the, sh- on, the on Route 61 <laughs> and kind of like shimmy my way down the driveway. Like I was booking it full force. I was waiting for me to go face planet down the driveway and roll like a... <laughs> you calling the nature heads bleeding. Oh yeah. I was totally prepared for it. So... <laughs> Sticker bushes on. <laughs> hey Maddie. Uh, so I managed to like get down there and then I was just kind of hanging out under the, the side door, like the steps. And then he texted me and I mean, it's history from there. It's online. It's awesome. Those videos... Uh, make me cry every time. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just something, especially uh, not trying to say like ki- kids are awesome, but I'm like a dog person. Yeah. Have you ever seen when the dogs see their like. Oh, they go the- crazy. Yes. Boom. So every I, time. when we're done, I'll show you the video of my chaplain with his dogs. Yeah. Um, it's dogs are great. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. Did, did, did she ever like suspect anything? She had no idea. So I told my mom, um, hey, the Wi-Fi is down. Like, I can't because, like, I had to switch out SIM cards while I was gone. Um, and we had these things called pucks, which were, like, digital Wi-Fi little carriers. And that was the only way you could really contact back home is really? through Wi-Fi. So without... Well, at least the, you guys have something like that. Yeah, but, like, you have to, like, put data on it and stuff. Like, it kind of got expensive. Mm. But, I mean, what are you going to do if you want to talk into your family's priceless? So you know whatever. what's crazy? Like, like people in jail are getting cell phone now, like. And here we are, like and paying like, and the military for data has plans to pay. in the Middle East. That's kind of to shitty. talk to our family. Yeah, kind of shitty. But um, yeah, she had no idea. So I had texted my mom, like, "Hey, there's a stand, uh, sandstorm coming. Like, I, you know, I, I'm not gonna be able to talk. Just please let Maddie know I love her. I love you guys. Like, I don't know how long it might be out because." You know, sometimes when sandstorms come through, it interferes with, like, the service and the signal. What is that like, a sandstorm? Uh, miserable. You will have sand in places you never thought possible. So when I hear, when you tell, when you immediately said sandstorm, I immediately thought of Mad Max. Okay. Have you ever seen, like, with a lightning through yeah. the sand? Yeah, so and- think of, uh, <laughs> what is that movie with Kid Rock? The Scorpion? Kid Rock is in a movie? No, The Rock, not Kid oh. Rock, The Rock. <laughs> I thought you said, oh. oh the, no, not The Rock. Uh, the Rock, oh. yeah, Dwayne Johnson. No. Scorpion King. Scorpion, no, no, that's not the one. The Mummy. The Mummy, okay. With, what's his face? That was a spinoff. Yeah, the Rock was okay, a spin-off so like the big cloud of sand coming and it just like takes over. It's crazy. Like there's there's pictures and stuff. Are they um, dangerous? Like No, I mean, they can be because if you're driving in it, like visibility, it's, wor- it's just like a snowstorm, basically. Mm. But sand gets everywhere. Snow just melts. Um, so I had said, I will never take cleaning my ears with Q-tips for granted again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we were pulling sand out of like our ears for days afterwards. Like it literally gets, do you have to like wear like a a face thing? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to, but probably smart. Yeah. Cause that sand hits your face and it hurts. Is it coming in like fast or is it? Well, it's wind. It's wind coming off of, you know, the coast and just kicks it all up and it like comes at you full force and it like stings your face it's miserable it's like hail almost but it's an experience so mm-hmm. i mean there were people out there taking pictures and like posing in it and i'm like all dressed up like, <laughs> i just want to go get my food but i hate this shit 
<laughs> I just seen for the first time ever on our vacation the uh, like when like a mini tornado happens in the middle of the desert. Oh yeah, like where it's like not huge, but like you can see like the the wind kicking up and mm-hmm. you see like the little funnel, the little sand. Yeah, yeah. I was like, they're pretty cool. Yeah, I wanted to run into it, but I was like, and then it like gets huge, and so like, and then probably I'm like, not smart. Now I'm in Oz. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so um how what is the exp- like if, if it's too much you don't have to get into it but like like leaving your family especially having a kid and like what is how do you mentally prepare for that uh, you don't you never will so the most i have been away from her is probably about like four weeks for training um you can get used to that because it's you get in a routine um but this year like with the pandemic especially uh it was really tough because when I was like two months after I had left home, Maddie unfortunately had come down and was diag- I'd say diagnosed, but uh, she had caught COVID nineteen. Mm. Um, so you know, having then my mom got it a week later. So my dad was taking care of Maddie, and like Maddie had to seclude herself in her room. My mom had to seclude herself in her room at her house, like. It was really tough. My dad was kind of like balancing back and forth between the two. But when your kid is calling you, this is the first time that she's sick and you're not there in 12 years. Yeah. It was really tough. So she's 12? Yeah. She'll be 13 in September. Ugh. Um, Teenager. She's 12 going on 21. So it's already (laughs) there. Um, She would cry like, I want you home. Can you just tell the army that I don't feel good? You know, and that really like hits home. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, you never, you, there's no way you can mentally prepare to be away from, it's one thing to be away from your parents. Everybody needs a break from their parents, right? Some people like, I can go away for months and be like, our younger soldiers, like 19, 20 years old are still living at home. They took it as a vacation. But when you have a kid and you're away, like there were some kids, some individuals that missed the birth of their child. There's some that their child was just born a couple weeks before we left. So like it's throughout the ranks everywhere, but there's nothing like, it's not like the army gives you a book and says, here, here's how you cope with it. Yeah. You, you know, you just find your way to do it. So my way was just kind of keeping busy and, you know, um, you develop connections with people because it's your family away from your family. You know, yeah. like you guys are going into the into the Middle East together and potentially going to see some shit. So, like, you have each other's back. So you build those connections and you kind of rely on them. And the biggest thing is just talk about it more than anything. Um, but, yeah, like, the support system is awesome because, like, everybody can relate some way, somehow. But there's nothing that can really prepare you. Like, when did when did you uh, sign up and join? Oh God, uh, February fourth, two thousand and four. I'm so you myself. You were you were straight out of, like out of school. No, I actually joined my junior year of high school. Oh, you did the what do they call split that? Up. The what? The split up. Okay. So I joined my junior year, and then about two weeks, no, maybe like a week and a half after school let out, I left. And went to basic training for the entire summer. So while my class was living it up in the bush parties and stuff, my stupid ass I'd was down. I never been to a bush like, party. What? I never did a bush party. Oh I wasn't cool gosh. enough. I wasn't invited. No, all you did was fight. Yeah, probably good I didn't go. <laughs> I, I I didn't go to bush parties. I went to like, I had a few friends whose parents were like, listen, we'll buy beer. You just stay here oh. and don't leave. Well, there you go. I had a few of those. I was never really invited to bush parties. Not a cool You kid. didn't miss much. I yeah. mean... You just burning tires and mattresses, whatever you could get your hands on, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so 
I actually graduated basic training on my 18th birthday. Um, and then I graduated on a Friday. And then that Monday, I started my senior year of high school. And everybody's like, I thought you joined the Army. I'm like, well, I, I do have to graduate high school. Like, yeah. Hello. So then after my senior year, um, I was supposed to leave like less, maybe a week after graduation and, you know, senior week. I've never been to a senior week. I didn't do that either. So, oh, I did. I didn't do prom. I didn't do senior week. Oh, my land. I missed out all of that stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I didn't want to miss, miss out <clears throat> on senior week. So I actually went against my parents and went down to senior week for like two days. And I literally got back at like 11 o'clock at night the day before I was supposed to ship out for my MOS training, like your job training. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I left on a bad note with my parents. Because <laughs> at this point I'm like, I'm 18, I can do what I want. I'm doing what I want. I'm going to senior week. Uh, but yeah. I want to make bad decisions. Oh, it was miserable though. I was hungover and then the last thing- uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yep. where everybody goes. The last thing I needed was like a drill sergeant in my face yelling at me. I'm hungover, like telling me what to do, but it worked out. It was cool. What was the uh, factor that like the reason you did sign up? Like, um, Oh, wow. So my grandfather, God rest his soul, he was awesome. Um, he was a Marine and my uncle Rich is a Marine as well. So... Just hearing their stories, um, I had thought about it, and I wanted to surprise my grandfather, but unfortunately, he had passed away the year prior, so when we, you know how, uh, I don't know if they did it for Monday City, but like they brought all the recruiters in from different branches, and they give you your ASVAB, your junior year, um, at this point, I'm like, shit, I don't... Like, I want to go into military, but do I really want to go to college? Like, I don't know what I want to do. And then I selected military on it, and then a recruiter called me. So I was like, you know what? I'm, d I'm just going for it. Like, I wanted to do it and surprise my grandfather when I did it, but I didn't get that opportunity. So uh, the recruiter showed up to my parents' house, and on uh ironically he's good friend his family's good friends with my mom and like their family so or her family so uh he shows up in his uniform and she's like oh joe what are you doing here he's like well i'm actually here for your daughter and she's like no you're not <laughs> so i was like let him in the house so um my dad and her sat at the table and i mean it's history from there they had to sign for me uh because i was 17 at the time mm -hmm. But um, that's I just I went the National Guard side because he's like, you want to do college, you can still do college and they'll cover your tuition 100 percent for state school. So mm -hmm. uh, at that point, like I didn't know, do I want to go to a trade school? Do I want to go like to a state school? Like I I was up in the air still. So I was like, well, this will buy me some time. Like I can still enjoy my senior year. And that's what I did. Yeah. Uh, first female in my in my family to join the military. How, how did how did your family? Because you you know you're, you were saying before I'm having a beer and I'm 120 pounds. Like, yeah. I kind of what well, people are like you're gonna be you're too little for this. You're too. Uh, like. So I flat out my mom. I don't remember this. My mom tells the story. She says that I do remember I had red acrylic nails um, <laughs> because you were also a cheerleader. Yeah, we were. I was a cheerleader, yeah. and we had our Christmas formal. Uh, like a couple weeks prior. So I still had like the bright red Christmas acrylic nails. And my mom says that I looked, uh, it was Joe Jordan was my recruiter and looked him in the eye and said, do I have to fire a weapon? 
And uh, I don't remember this. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah. And, and I was, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. And I told my mom, I'm like, well, my thought process is I'm probably asking this because I don't know how. And I don't want to look stupid when they hand me a weapon and I don't know what to do with it. At this point, have you hunted or shot a gun? No, yeah. never. I've never even touched a gun or a rifle, nothing. You're going like, for I've it. I've never been around it. I was just like going full-blown G.I. Jane, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I mean, it worked out. I I kill it. Like I have a good shot because the drill sergeant was like, oh, you don't have any bad habits. Just listen to what I tell you and you'll be good. And I killed it. So I blink when I shoot. I anticipate it and I, I flinch. Yeah. It's terrible shooting. Call of Duty, I'm pretty good, but everything else. Real life, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a gun range a few times, and I, I wasn't impressive at all. Oh, God. Yeah. I'll show you up. All right. I'll yeah. teach it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, and, then, and then we shot oh, I shoot a musket where like the fire shoots out of it. Yeah, that was fucking terrible. I actually did that. Um, oh, this was years ago. I have the video somewhere. Uh, I actually fired one and it burned the shit out of my hand because like, oh, it's so hot. Mm-hmm. Like you don't expect it. And the kickback on it, was it the musket? I forget. But like you just see my whole shoulder go like this because yeah. you won't expect that kickback. But I um, So I kind of had a little bit of like, this is probably going to sound disrespectful, but this is just my sense of humor with my friends in high school. We used to, when the recruiters would come, we'd go up to the table and sign the cards out. As if we were our friends. Oh, my gosh. So we were just kind of like making recruiters kind of like... Go oh. in circles. Yeah. And none of us had any. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've i seen that when I was in school, too. And even today, people are like, oh, you would be a really good recruiter. I'm like, no. Nope. Mm-mm, don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I'll be like, listen here, you little shithead. Grab them by their neck. And <laughs> <laughs> that was me. I was that guy. Um, and then I was like... I got diagnosed with uh, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome in around I was like 16. Um, I almost I probably should have got diagnosed when I was at North School, but I didn't know I had it. Mm-hmm. I would always roll my ankles. Oh wow! Yeah, like bad. So when I would roll my ankle, I would just thought I would sprain it. Yeah. And then like a day, like hours later, my ankle would be the size of a, gra- a gra- grapefruit and be completely black and blue and huge. Yeah. And I would still be able to run on it. And they're like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And I was like, "I don't know. It doesn't hurt." So what I had found out is I have hyperelasticity of the joints. Mm-hmm. So my my joints and ligaments will stretch, release the joint to a dislocation, oh, and then it would pop back in. That sounds painful. It's horrible. It Ooh. sucks. I've so disloc- you would not have passed the duck walk. <laughs> yes. So I, I mean, I can do it. Like, so here's the thing. I I know my range. So like, I still played basketball up until I was like 20, and okay. and, 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 and like football wasn't a good thing for me. Like first time I hit somebody, shoulder mm-hmm. came right out. Um, but I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just not gonna tell nobody. I, I'm not going to go to school, can't afford it. So I'm going to sign up for the National Guard or one of them. And every time I sign up, like Air Force, National Guard, they'd be like, cool. And I'm like, I wouldn't tell them. And then my mom oh. would answer the phone and she'd be like, he has Ellis Danlow syndrome. She and would hang shut up. you down. She'd shut it down immediately. <laughs> I was like, you bastard. I actually, one time, I think I was 18, I had everything bypassed with her and like everything was getting closer. And then they called and she was just like, he has Ellis Danlow syndrome. And then they looked it up and they're like, have a good day and hung up. Oh man! Yeah, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, but. everything happens for a reason, yeah. right? Yeah. So that was that was the extent of my military. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> I in gave it forever. a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thanks, mom. <laughs> a part of me was like, I'll get in, I'll get through everything, and then if it does an injury happen, I'll be like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but they would have eventually found out. They would have researched. Yeah. They um. So like the physical is crazy. They like threaten to take your parents' house if you lie. Like all this crazy stuff. 
And I would have been like, I don't care. I'm like, some of the <laughs> stuff they <laughs> some of the stuff they ask you, I'm just like, what like who thinks of this? But yeah, they're like, oh, we're gonna you realize that this is a federal offense if you're lying and you sign this paper and blah 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 blah. We'll take your parents home and this and that. And I'm like, okay, just give me the freaking paper. Like yeah. let's move on. Next uh, slide, please. I can live at my friend's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was the closest I ever got. But um yeah, so straight out you're in high school now, your senior year, what like what was the reception amongst your friends and the rest um, of your cheerleading team that you're like Well, I actually quit cheerleading because i just i oh this is gonna sound terrible and i don't mean it to be an asshole but like we were young yeah well not even that like i came back from basic training and i just had this whole different outlook on life and my mentality like you're gone for 11 weeks and um at that time like you had to do a pre-training in pennsylvania before they shipped you off to the actual basic training like it was a lot so i um I want to say my mentality and my maturity uh, was a a few steps more than what it should have been. When I say this, I'm not being disrespectful when I say it, but it's just like they they have to wire your brain to be prepared for what you're going to go through. Exactly. So like here I am in training for the entire summer. I'm running like six, seven miles every other day. I'm getting live bullets shot. I'm shooting live bullets, like training exercises. Um, so like it really puts it in perspective for you. Mm -hmm. So I come back my senior year and, um, some of the people are like, oh, I thought you were joining the army. You failed. I'm like, no, I didn't. I'm home to finish my senior year so I can graduate and then I leave again. So like everybody was cool and nobody really, um, I don't want to say fucked with me, but like nobody really bothered me and I didn't really bother with anyone else. Just like the small town drama and like the, he said, she said, like, It was tough to adjust because, you know, you see like there's girls that are upset because they're not on homecoming court or they didn't make the cheerleading squad. And I'm just like, who fucking cares? Like I'm going to be fighting. Like you, like it's high school. You're going to college. Nobody's going to give a shit anyway. But they were so like focused on their college application. And, you know, like that's their prerogative. I respect that. But for me, I'm just like, oh, whatever. Like, yeah. I don't care. Um, so it was kind of an adjustment. But, I mean, overall, like, it was cool. Like, people were cool with me. I was cool with them. Um, yeah, I mean, went to parties when I could and still stayed out of trouble in the process. Uh, I, you know, I was that person that, you know, wasn't – I would just drink here and there and just kind of hang out. And then if I had too much, obviously stay in the bush or wherever the- – <laughs> Yeah. the place was or call my mom like hey come get me but um never drunk though when i call her because you know you're afraid you're gonna get in trouble but i can honestly say i never had an underage so me neither i have my brother beat with that one he didn't get an underage but he did get in trouble with the cops so like yeah kudos to me i got in trouble with cops but i was always very i was a good talker i can get out of stuff yeah, no, I freeze up and I am the worst liar ever. Like you will immediately see it on my face. I think I got pulled over once coming around this sharp turn in Frackville. And I think it was uh, Butler pulled me over and he's like, your your uh, tires are squealing. And I was like, yeah, I think they're low in air. Like not even thinking. He's like, don't tell me that. I was like, oh, I'm going to go get air right now. I'll slow down. <laughs> Like I just, I was like, I was just like vomit of the mouth, and he's yeah. like, "Shut up, stop talking." <laughs> what What is it? What is the difference when you when you leave 
go and experience the world and then come back to school county um so it was it was different because i feel like when i left um i was afraid to come home and everybody would move on with their lives and be in their schedule but then the pandemic happened and it's literally like i feel like i pushed a pause button when i left and then i pushed play when i came back Mm -hmm. so um nothing really has changed is this your first how many deployments have you had this is my first oh really yeah this is my first yep um, so it was, it was weird. Like it's not a normal, I don't want to say a normal deployment, but like it's, it's different because the world was on pause, you know, f- during the pandemic. So it's like, if there was a time to deploy, I think this would have been the time because, you know, people can't, I don't want to say people can't move on with their lives, but they're adjusting. Like, like we're adjusting. Yeah. Like you, you don't do shit until I get back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm being selfish right now. Like, you know, you're adjusting to how to deal with COVID while you're home and I'm adjusting overseas. Like, how do I adjust being away from family and putting myself in this mental state? Like I'm mm-hmm. in, literally in the armpit of the world. Yeah. Now so, you're national guard. Yeah. So when you get deployed, do you, you get, who do you get stationed with? Uh, it's with us. Like it is, you're representing the Pennsylvania National Guard. Um, do they group you like Army, Marine? Oh well, yeah, we are Army. It's Army yeah. National Guard. But um, you know, with this certain uh mission, you know, we were grouped up with every branch: Air Force, Marines. We even had, you know, Spanish Army was part of our task force. Like, you meet so many people from all over the world and it is just so cool like to learn their different backgrounds and then you know your worst day here is our best day there really mm-hmm. so like you really take things into uh you take advantage uh, what's the word i'm looking for not advantage you don't take but- you, don't, you take things for granted yes yeah. like you toilet paper take, yeah so you guys are struggling to find toilet paper over here. We didn't really have that issue. However, it's single ply and you can't flush the toilet paper over there because they don't have plumbing. So you're putting it in the trash can next to the toilet. Yikes. It was, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. Um, showers. So our water was trucked in. Uh, so if you- No water pressure. There was a little bit of pressure, but, like, you literally had to get in the shower, turn the water on, wet your body, turn it off, soap yourself up, turn it on, rinse off, turn it off, get out. So if you ran out of water, you were screwed, and you don't know when the next trucking, you know, shipment. Has that happened where they're all soaked up and they're like... Oh, yeah. It happened to me, actually. (laughs) Uh, We were... It was my friend Colleen and I. um, So, like, we had to walk, like, 50 yards to the shower trailer. It was miserable. Um, so we get in the trailer, we're doing our thing and the power cuts out in the trailer, no water, no, no power, no nothing. So we're like, I'm like, Oh fuck. I am in mid wash, like trying to soak up and power cuts out. So one there, thankfully there was another female. Oh my God. It was horrible. (laughs) So there was another female in the, uh, shower trailer and she's like, uh, are you guys okay? I'm like, can you go get us a case of water? So the water, um, there's like cases of water and it sits like under these like covered little shacks, I guess you could say. Um, I was thinking homegirl would get wa- a case of water from outside cause it's triple digits. It's warm. It'll be bearable. No, she goes to her chew and gets a cold case that's been in the air conditioning all day. So there we are like, 
trying to, I'm like dumping bottles of water on myself, screaming. You would think I was getting murdered. And then my friend Colleen, her hair is crazy long and crazy thick. So I had to stand on the bench outside of her little stall and like dump bottles of water over the stall for her to rinse off. You get really, you get really acquainted with your, with oh. your people. Yeah, <laughs> you're like we're gonna see each other, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's inevitable. So, um, like, you're like, hey, I'm. This is me. Yeah, just, we're just gonna get it out of the way. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. So, but like again, it's you know if you you don't realize the things you really do take for granted, like um you know toilet paper and running water and not having to wear shoes. Like you have to wear shower shoes there. Uh, it's you know, it's a, th- a different country. So like, um, they have contractors, you know, that come in and clean for us, but they're, you know, not exactly, oh, this is going to sound terrible. They don't exactly understand personal hygiene like we do. Yeah. So, um, their idea of probably sterilization and cleaning is different from what we're used to. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely, you know, coming home, like just standing in my shower without shower shoes and with hot water, uh, not having to turn it off was glorious. Yeah. Like I went to turn it off and I'm like, I corrected myself. I'm like, no, fuck that. Fix <laughs> that all the way up. I'm, cr- I'm crushing this water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally just sat in the shower for like 30 minutes, just like let, soaking it in like, oh my God, this is so nice. But yeah. Have you ever gone, got a shower, come out like in the middle of a sandstorm and you're just like, Shit. oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> miserable. Like, like f- I was always It's like, why do I even try? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, you can't, like, they give weather, the Air Force, they're the ones that kind of gathered the weather and would send the report out. But um, you got to like plan accordingly at that point. Cause, you know, if I would always shower in the morning before work, and then if there's like the wind is bad or the sand is terrible, I'll shower after work. But then, you don't realize, you know, walking back to your room, this freaking sand's blown. So you got to take towels and like wrap it around. And I wore sweatpants and like a hoodie and sweatshirt so it wouldn't like get on my skin. Like um, one time I came in my room and took like some face wipes and I just wiped down because the sand was so bad. And you could just see the sand in the dirt just from walking like 50 yards. And you said the sand out there is pure white. So so yeah, it's like a white yellowish. Um, it's very thin, but it's uh, so like on post, it's dirty, I guess you could say. Uh, it kind of reminds you of being at the beach. But then like out in the middle of nowhere, like off a post, it's very fine and just, it's crazy. It's like, it kind of reminds you of snow drifts, like, mm-hmm. cause you're driving on the roads and the sand comes and covers the road. Um, driving there is insane. I thought I was going to die like 30 times just from driving. <laughs> like they, Just driving through sand? Uh, no. So they, they have roads, uh, but there's no lines on the roads. They don't have rules. All you got to do is follow the speed limit. Um, which is what it's in kilometers. So it was 120 kilometers. So like right around 70, 75 miles per hour, but you have people just coming out of the desert, literally driving on the sand and just cut on the road or cut on the highway and they'll cut you off. They don't use turn signals. Like you're six, seven cars deep. They don't have shoulders. Like they just go crazy and it's so much anxiety. And when it rains, there's nowhere for the rain to go. Um, so everything floods and it kind of reminds me of try the Mexican lager. Okay. It kind of reminds me of being here in the snow. Yeah. It's, 
where people are used to it and they're just like, I don't care. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have videos I'll show you. Like, Homeboy was up to his knees in water and he's just like waving people on because, like, you can't, there's nowhere for the water to go. So, uh, you know, driving in it. Have you seen quicksand or anything like that? No. No. No, I haven't experienced it or seen it. Thank God. Camels are everywhere, which is really cool. Uh, their camels are like our cows. They're just everywhere you turn, there's a camel. Are they um, are they mean, nice? Uh, they're b- a little both. It depends. So like if you kill a camel over there, like say you hit one with your car, you're paying for three generations of that camel. So you're looking at about 80 grand. Uh, and it's always going to end up being their prize camel. Like that makes them all the money. So like to try and get more money. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I learned this while I was there. Their white camels are like the high-end dollar camels. So you see a lot of white camels everywhere. What is a camel used for? Like meat? Uh, no. I, I, I wish I had an answer for you. I don't really know. I'm going to sound really uneducated. Like they don't, you can't milk a camel or anything. Like they, you're not getting anything out of them except meat, right? Transportation is like a horse. You see this hair color? <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing. All right, so so for future, I, a lot Sorry, of this, guys. a lot of this military questions stuff I'm asking because I'm just pure ignorant. I don't know much, so I'm learning through okay. you. But yeah. Like, Sorry for the camel questions. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, but they're everywhere. So, like, if they're in the middle, they'll walk through the desert on the road. And if they're on the road, like, you don't have a choice but to sit and wait because if you hit one... And they're huge, probably. Oh, my God. They're humongous. But they're cool, though. Like, yeah, they spit. But the majority of them, like, interactions with, like, myself or other people, like, they'll come right up to you and they'll, you know, you can take pictures, you can pet them. Um, and they're, they're, they belong to like a farm, but the guys or the owners like release them to walk around for the day and then they come back at night to eat and this might be another obscure question, but like in our air, like where we are, like if an animal's outside, you have like ticks and fleas and stuff. Is there anything like that in the desert? Uh, flies. Flies. Flies and gnats are really bad. Beetles are bad. Scorpions. Uh, there were snakes and rats. So like... Uh, on the on multiple posts, they'll have like uh, cats that are they'll run around posts, and you you're not allowed to pet them, you're not allowed to feed them, like you can't domesticate them. So there's like an animal control on posts. So the minute they see that these cats are domesticated, uh, they'll I don't know what they do with them. I'll just say that. Yeah, um, we're pretty aware of that. Yeah. So Poor cats. you're you can't like pet them or anything because their job is to help rid of the rats and like the try to keep snakes. yeah try to keep the post like as clean as possible um so i mean there's really not fleas or ticks but flies are horrible especially during rain season it's mm-hmm. really bad uh, don't people talk about like getting bit by flies out there like they're bigger oh i got bit by a couple yeah i actually have a scar um from a fly bite yeah so like i don't know if you'll be able to see it but right here Holy shit. Yeah, it it bit me and it like swelled up and it was itching and I kept scratching it and then it opened up and it just took its own like entity on my hand for it, months. Like uh it, what's it like you turn like like baby flies start flying. I know. Out. I was like I was so afraid. I'm like, oh my god, this disgusting thing is on my hand and everybody's like, What's on your hand? I'm like, it's a fucking bite. Leave me alone. <laughs> but I felt like I oh it was what was terrible. what was your job? Like, what was your, like, you say you, you go to work. Like, what was your, your duty while you were overseas? So my my duty specifically was, uh, so 
our brigade, there's 1,400 people in our brigade. Um, I was in the support operations section, which is SPO. Uh, we were there to support pretty much the brigade element and anybody else that would reach out to us, like sister units or like active duty, army, whoever needed our help, like whichever way we can to help cause uh, support the cause. My specific job was keeping track of fuel. Uh, so that was ground fuel and aircraft fuel. So we were in nine different locations throughout theater. Um, so we had basically my, in the morning, like I'd have to look at a report that would reflect certain flights to certain locations. And if they landed at one of the sites that we controlled, I would have to project fuel for that aircraft, uh, keeping track of the fuel samples to make sure they're good to pump into the aircrafts, uh, what we call, uh, on the ground are FARPs. And that's what our aircrafts come in, land, fuel, and go, um, so I kept track of the accountability at each site, what their equipment was. Uh, it was a lot. So myself and my partner, uh, between the two of us, you know, we worked it out. And then you have situations where, you know, a truck will go down or they need a certain part to get that truck up and running to pump the fuel through it. So then my partner and I would have to look around and, you know, order parts, whatever the case may be, to get that truck back up and so running. So you're almost like a, mecha- almost like a mechanical? No, fuel. Okay. It's a fuel specialist, technically. A petroleum supply specialist would be okay. it. But originally, I went over there to be an automated logistical specialist. That was the position that I was put in. Uh, but unfortunately, there wasn't a a job for that position because everything was being moved uh, via air. And they had already had like people in place for that. So I was kind of like excess. Um, and I had the fueling MOS as a bat, as a secondary. So they kind of pulled me in, um, from the alpha position in the SPO to the fuel to help out, uh, the E7 that was there. That way we could kind of rotate and take a day, take a knee for a day or something if need be, or whatever the case may be. Now where you were stationed, was it, uh, was it a hot spot? Was it like a, a spot where there was a lot of activity? Um, so you don't see it on the news. There's activity regardless of where you go. Uh, it's just a matter of what the media wants to show. Um, it wasn't a hot spot, no, but there was stuff going on outside the wire, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in Iraq, it was, uh, I forget when it was, but that was when Erbil had got hit. Um, and they had us on lockdown, I guess we had to, you know, don our protective gear or whatever for quite a few days. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's no matter where you go, there is stuff going on. It's just a matter of what you see on the media and, you know, what I can actually discuss, I guess you could say. Yeah. What is, what is the overall, I guess like when people think of just like overseas is like the good guys and the bad guys. Right. So like, Mm -hmm. but what is like, did you ever learn like the actual, like what created this, what started the, the, the war, what, what, like, what do the locals think of? So it's very hit or miss. Um, the locals were cool as shit. Um, they're like, believe it or not, a lot of their people, uh, you know, support us and want, you know. So they're thankful that they're having some Yeah, and then you do have those people that don't believe we belong there, and, you know, and that's that's their thought. That's their, you know, everybody has their own opinion. Um, so but from what I experienced, uh, the contractors, the civilians, like, they were cool. They were very nice, like, so friendly. Um, 
nothing but great experiences with them, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you how many times like we're driving on the highway or something from one base to another and like they're kids, like 16-year-old kids driving Beamers because their country, like in Kuwait, their country is so rich. Um, so it's from oil, I guess. So like these kids are like giving us thumbs up and like just, you know, waving to us, thanking us, like beeping the horn. Um, and then you have your other people, you know, that don't feel that way, which is fine. Mm -hmm. You just kind of got to wave and keep it moving, so to speak. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I guess like maybe I'm guilty of this and we talked about before, like where I'm I'm, like kind of selfish. Like, I don't want, I don't want these over there. Like be here with us. You know what I mean? Like let them worry about their own problems. But then you hear like of a family who's just like, listen, like I feel safe that we have our, your presence is there. So uh, there is that aspect, I guess, where people don't think of that. You know what I mean? Where it's like people over there are like, at, at any point you have someone come in that can strong arm them or hurt them or take over what they what they've worked for or everything they got yeah. and their country's not strong enough to take it over so we're there to kind of be that police force almost so it, it kind of not much not much puts it at ease but like it's the other side of that coin where it's like you're more thankful because I I, I, yeah. I I don't think people dive in enough about what military presence is actually doing in certain places you know yeah and I I don't think it's uh like me personally, I, you know, somebody said to me, why are you doing this? Like, aren't you scared? I said, no. I said, I would rather me go to somebody else's backyard overseas than that come and be in our backyard where the people that I love and care about live. Yeah. It would be very interesting. Like if, like, obviously air would be di- like different, but like if, if, a, if a bunch of ships landed like the coast of Maryland. Ships don't land. Oh, but... sorry, sorry. If ships docked <laughs> at the at in like the coast of Maryland, like we're gonna like march into Pennsylvania, I, like I I don't even know how much of the military presence because everyone owns guns in our country. <laughs> They'd be like, good luck. You're not. Well, they have guns over there too, though. Yeah, That's what we have to keep in mind. Like so we have it's... these hunters who can like hit a deer at like. 400 yards away with yep. a perfect headshot it's just yep. like it's like the, i'm not even trained but i'm ready yeah it'd be not i don't i don't ever want to see it but i'm just saying it'd be interesting i'm good if if if, if americans are really good at murdering people um, oh god yeah, i'm just saying we we dominate yeah we, we dominate in mass shootings and everything we'll be uh, sign up go sign up and do things so Oh God! Yeah, sorry. That was. That's all right. <laughs> I can't. Uh, no comment. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think of, like the movies, like where if, like another country comes over and tries to like fight a lot, like a battle here. It's just like, oh yeah, we have an awesome military, but it's also like we have a lot of civilians who are very pro military, pro military, and, like, and one my freedom. Yeah, yeah they're it, supportive of the Second Amendment, all that. Yeah. It would be, uh, it'd be a tough fight. Yeah, it'd like, be a tough fight for another country. <sighs> yeah. I'm, I'm. I guess I'm. Gonna, I'm being cocky. Like I just. I just don't think another country. No, I. I agree. I absolutely agree. But like, it's not like if they came in the shores. I'm just saying. I don't think they would make it like a hundred yards inland. I don't think they can. They don't have that kind of. No, they. They wouldn't even get the to... boat. In with an eye shot of our seas. Like I don't know why I just thought of Tom Hanks on Castaway coming in on the wood platform. Yeah. I don't know. I when we were in San Diego, we were driving down the coast and. There was just these huge cruise ships. Yeah. Like like not not when I say cruise ships, I'm not saying like party, like I'm talking military cruisers. Like and they were way out in the horizon. And those ships still looked huge. Yeah. And they were way out there. Like so it's just like 
and that was just two of them. And the, and and I was like, oh, the range they probably have with the guns and stuff on that. And there's mm-hmm. probably jets and aircraft. It's like if another country got like with the radar and technology, like you wouldn't even. You wouldn't even see land before you would be yeah. swimming. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, <laughs> it's uh, it's an interesting. I guess that's why the point where we're all worried about like nukes and stuff because obviously we got to the point, technology wise, where like you're not you're not coming in manpower anymore. Like those days are, yeah, it's never happening. It's yeah. I just have I have confidence, I guess, in our <laughs> in our military. Yeah, space force. You shoot a lens, we're gonna laser it out. Star Wars. Style. I should go that route. That would be dope. My brother, when he joined, I said, you missed it by like six months. You could have been a Jedi. Like, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> what, what are the titles you get for the Air, for the National Guard? Do you get like titles? It, well, there's ranks. Yeah, the, rank, the yeah. ranking names, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, oh God, there's so many. My brother, is he, his, his ranks were Seaman 1, 2, and 3. And so it's probably like equivalent to an... A private, private for uh, PV two and a private first class, like E one, two, and three. I just hope that Space Force gets cool ones. Like, like Jedi should definitely be one, right? Seriously, you're yes. talking about the United States military, and you want Jedi in there? Yes. If we have a Space Force, we better have some cool pop culture references. It's a time to like start fresh. Oh my! I'm gonna answer. petition it. I want Jedi. Great. Okay. Jedi one, Jedi two. I'll put a request in. What, see where I get. What is the other one? I'm not. I'd probably be better if I knew more Star Wars references, but like Pal- Paladins or. Paladins or I don't know. I, I don't know either. I'm I not. just know like the one movie of Star Wars I love is the one with Jar Jar Binks. Oh, that's the one everyone hates. I love that one. Yeah. Oh god, maybe my movie choices are terrible. Yeah, it's but... usually I, I don't know. I know enough about Star Wars to know that that's the one people don't like. I like it. I don't know. I have a lighter burn that kind of looks like a Jedi symbol. Yeah, I see. That was a drunk, dumb idiot move. Boys upstairs day. <laughs> yeah, that happened. That was a fun day. Sunday fun day after a show. Oh, I think it was after St. Patty's Day. That was a it was a bad choice. But uh, you're you're enjoying some beers here. You got yeah. you, you tried your Moab uh, Lager. Yeah, you really like that one. That was yeah. I might just uh, not take this with me. You can you can I'll just drink you, it here. Yeah, you can do what you gotta uh, do. What, what do you think of the Mexican Lager? Uh, let me try again. It's like a Mexican Lager with more flavor. Yeah. I'm a lager pilsner. That's like my favorite. It's style a little there. more. Is this an IPA? Uh, it's, no, it's, it's a lager. It's a lager, but it, it does have that West Coast style to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does kind of. It just reminds me of like a little bit of a stronger Corona. Okay. Yeah, it's a Corona with like because you have to think with the, when they make Coronas, they mass produce them, so yeah. you lose a little bit of that the flavor. Flavor, and yeah. this is more in smaller batches, so you're getting more of that actual style out. I of dig it. it. Yeah. What's this one. Six no four point is that four or six? Oh my gosh, four point nine. Four point two four point six two. Well Shannon So um when you're not stationed, what do you do if, like occupation wise? So uh now that I'm home, I'm actually back to work. I work full time down in Fort Indian Town Gap. Um I've been down there since two thousand and seven full time. I think that's what my John, my cousin Johnny does. Johnny Stife. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he deployed with me. He was with you? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Jill's brother? Yeah. Yeah, he that's, was deployed that's my, with that's me. That's my first cousin. Yep, he was yeah. deployed too. Jill is Bring right him down. on the show. I should. Yeah. Um. So he was uh, he was in Bravo Company as a mechanic on an aircraft. But mm-hmm. yeah, he was he was in Kuwait too. Um. So I what I do is I work down there full time. I'm a training NCO. 
Uh, so I keep track of all the training that's required for each soldier, like for them to progress in their career to get promoted, as well as the organization's training as a whole, because Big Army holds us to standard that you have to meet certain um, requirements per year for training on, you know, specific training, what have you. So like that kind of is my lane and develop a training plan for the unit with the commander and figure out where we're going. Like right now we're kind of resetting from the, from the mobilization. So, um, we're going to start receiving all of our equipment back. So training's kind of on a hold, but it's, it's nice because I don't have to focus on the organization as a whole. And I can focus more on, you know, the individual soldiers and making sure they're taken care of before they go off to school and, you know, getting their travel pay done and all that. Yeah. Now, we'll, we'll kind of tie it back into beer here because we were talking about Rotunda. Oh, yeah. Earlier on. And you, you hooked me up. I have I have the sticker that's on your shirt on my chair here. Yeah. And then I put the other sticker right here. So this is your Task Force Roadrunner sticker. Yeah. So our brigade or not, our brigade was uh, Task Force Anvil. And then our sister, so like they're like the top of the umbrella. And then you square off like to other task force, which is at a battalion level, which is my battalion. We were task force roadrunner. And then our sister unit was task force coyote. So there better be a coyote. There is. Yeah. So it was all like, you know, um, related around Looney Tunes, so to speak. So it was cool. Are you and the smarter I, brigade because you always outsmart the coyote? Uh I can't say that in case somebody of higher rank is listening. But it's yes. a joke. It's a clearly yes. it's a pop culture joke. But it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was really cool because like uh, we're based out of Anvil, PA. So the fact that like our brigade was Task Force Anvil for everybody as a whole uh, was pretty cool. There was you should a- get an Acme like the Ac- yeah, the Looney Tunes Acme Anvil on your one of your guns. No, I'm good. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. You don't want no military That's what the sticker's for. <laughs> Just slap a sticker on your <laughs> No, I don't um I don't care to get a tattoo like it like to recognize the deployment, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um I have an idea on what I want to get and I just no, it's no. not it's not for me. Like I have stickers, I have shirts. That's enough. I don't need to brand my body with. You're that. probably still pulling sand out of your ears <laughs> and my nose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I. I mean, it was a good experience. It was a great learning experience. The people were awesome. The people I worked for were awesome. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't. Is Johnny also part of this Roadrunner team? Uh, he is. Oh yeah. Yes. So he I, is. that's that's cool. That that's. Oh a wait, bell. is he? He's a coyote. He, he might be coyote. What an idiot. I don't, no, I don't know. I think he's Bravo Company, though. I'm not sure. You'll have to check with him. He might be a roadrunner. I hope not, he's Coyote. He's coyote. I'm call but we dog. did have uh, the Spanish Army. They were Task Force Toro. They were they were really cool. Um, and then we had another a Task Force Chicken Hawk. And I think were they were they the Foghorn Linghorn character? I don't know. I never saw their Task Force like emblem or anything, so I'm not. Oh, sure. Chicken Hawk was a little. Oh yeah, they were the little the little guy. Yes, they were. I'm a chicken hawk. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it was cool. Uh, they do these um, T-walls, we call them. So they're like basically crazy oversized, like 12-foot barriers, jersey barriers. Um, and each, you know, task force painted their own and like did their own little thing. Each company did their own little thing. So like we were the uh, – my company, we were the HSC Scorpions. Um 
You're welcome. Uh, actually, I thought of it. Thank you. And I'll tell you the reason behind that. The scorpions? That. Yeah. So are you, are you going hair metal on me? No. Okay. So we were down in Texas for our pre-mobe, and uh, my first sergeant, her bunk was next to mine in the barracks, and she reached down into her laptop bag to get her notebook, and she like quick pulled her hand. She's like, oh, something bit me. And I was like, are you sure you didn't just like stab your finger on a notebook? She's like, no, something got me. And she's like, oh, my God. And she's like freaking out. So I go over to the bag and I like pick it up, like just open it to look. And there's a scorpion like crawling across her notebook. So I like quick close it, zipped it up. So ironically, we did not have a mascot at the time, but every other company did. Like we had the Alpha Company, Pir- or no, I'm sorry, uh, Alpha Company, their like motto was ride the lightning. Um, our Bravo Company Pirates, uh, Charlie Company had something else. I forget, but um, we didn't have anything. So I said to her a couple days later, I'm like, I don't know if this is too soon and I might get in trouble for this, but I think we should be the HSC Scorpions. And she just kind of looked at me and I'm thinking at this point, she's going to make me do push-ups or something. And she's just like, I love it. So it's stuck ever since. And she's like, but now you need to come up with a motto. So I had to come up with a Rock you like a hurricane. No, strike fast, strike hard. <laughs> uh, so we just, it kind of stuck. And then um, next thing you know, like it took off. We got approval, like through our higher commands and so on. Uh, we had to make sure that nobody else was using that uh, call sign while overseas and Holy they weren't. Crap. So like it was this big thing and now we are known as the HSC Scorpions. What was the what was the experience like well for her what was like getting bit by a scorpion? Um so she was good. It was she said it stung a little more than so it's a very common scorpion that's non talk uh non lethal non lethal, non toxic. I, I could be Texas. wrong, but I don't think there's any scorpions in our country that are strong enough to like kill you. I don't know. I think they suck like you get bit it's not gonna be a good time. Yeah. So for her, she said it was just like a sting, like a bee sting intensified, you know, a couple more times. But after about probably I'd say an hour, like she was getting tingly, like tingleness up her arm um, for about an hour or so. We just sat her down, gave her water. The doc came and checked her out um, and she was fine. Yeah. Uh, I think we gave her a Benadryl. Essentially, it tried to push you in paralysis. Like when it bites, like when it attacks. Yeah. So like she said, she felt it like up in here, but then like it stopped and like you could see like she did get a little redness, but uh, gave her Benadryl. Hour later, she was good, and then she went for a checkup the next day, and everything was fine. Didn't and then, turn to a zombie or anything. No, and then a couple days later, one of our uh, second lieutenants got a uh, scorpion bite, and you would think it was the end of the world. And I'm like, you should check out our first sergeant. She handled it like a champ. Mm-hmm. You know, because we Little always give, yeah, we there. always give each other shit. Like if you're not giving somebody shit, then there's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, being from School County, you probably. You, you you fit like a glove there. Oh yeah, I think I offend people sometimes. Like sometimes I catch myself. Do I need to like tone it back a little bit? But no. That's like, ter- I think I feel doing a podcast. Like I always tell people, like, listen, we're a school county podcast. Yeah, like, you gotta understand. Yeah, and I use normal humor that would offend people. I use as a coping mechanism to get me through a situation that's uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. I was like, uh, so I may like make a joke, but I'm not trying to be offensive. Like, yeah, I'm very pro everybody. Oh, I, I don't have a filter. So they gave me, um, a nickname while we were gone. So real name, uh, is Taryn, obviously T A R Y N. So I like was just in this mood and like I was snipping at people. Like I was not 
pulling it back at all. Like it was just full blown. Like I was saying what people thought and I just didn't care what rank you were, nothing. Like it was, it was a bad day. Like I probably could have gotten a lot of trouble. Um, so the <clears throat> first sergeant and my other friend, Colleen, they, uh, gave me the alter ego of Tayreen. So then it kind of just carried on. I feel like I rubbed off on, you know, uh, my friend Nancy and then my other friend Colleen. I feel like it kind of just spread a little bit. So, like, Nancy was known as Noni. Colleen was known as Colette. And it just kind of, like, took its own, you know, like, entity. And every now and again, like, you would hear me snip and you just hear somebody say, oh, Tayreen's out. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, I just... (laughs) And I'm like, no, like she's not out, like just being sarcastic and giving people shit. Like that's what I do. But automatically people don't know me that way. So mm. they're like, oh, Tyreen's out. And I'm yeah. like, no, like I'm just I'm just going to stop. So what is what is your goal? Like with the with with the National Guard, are you, are you looking to do longer term? Like, are you is this a, is this the retire like going oh, to retire? Or? I'm going to go as long as they'll have me. So I'm in 17 years now. Oh, my God. I'm aging myself. Yes, I'm 34. Uh, high five. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I'm I'm in 17 years. Um, I, I mean, I can retire with 20. So like I started out National Guard. So I recently went active guard. A f- in 2016 um and then i have like eight you know orders like active duty orders prior to that that kind of add up i can retire with the full 20 years when i'm 46 uh but i'm just gonna go until the army at 46 switch branches space Uh, force i can't they won't take me go space force and then there's an age limit buddy with the blonde hair you could be the next captain marvel (laughs) that would be dope (laughs) no i want to be wonder woman she's so hot She's gorgeous. Gal Gadot. Yeah. We were in Vegas, and uh, actually, I have two. I have a military Vegas story, and then I have just because you said Wonder Woman. Uh, we, me and my wife, were walking down the strip, and there was a woman who was uh, dressed as Wonder Woman. Okay. And we were both like, "This is the most attractive human being we've ever seen in our entire lives," and nobody was near her. Don't even tell me it was her. No, it, this girl was okay. Wonder Woman, but like the comic book version where she was super curvy oh. and oh. This girl was made in a factory. She wasn't real. Okay. Um, and then literally <laughs> five, yeah, five steps down was a woman with pasties on and a diaper, and she was probably three hundred and fifty pounds, and she had everyone on the Vegas trip just surrounding her, just throwing money at her. What the hell? I think the the girl who was just a woman was too attractive that she was intimidating people. Oh, yeah. That's a shame. And then later on that night, we go to the MGM Grand. And we're all hanging out. Because I was just trying to like, I was just bar hopping. And my wife was just like, I fucking hate this. Because she doesn't drink. And, oh, uh, so she was just following you and just, supporting you. Just, yeah, she was just like, I'm going to make sure you get home okay. Um, Just babysitting at this point. Aww. So we go into, uh, are you in the living room? She went upstairs to talk. But anyway, we go into this bar. And there's these like five gentlemen. And uh, they're all just like supermodels. And I was like, oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> So, I, of course, I, I spark up conversation, and now they have British accents. Oh. Yeah. They're just... They're, Deal breaker. They're batting a thousand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And All uh, in. Here's all my chips. Yeah. And they, uh, I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing in Vegas? And they're like, we're British military, and we're just kind of, we're on like a break, or mm-hmm. a ho- they called it a holiday. Holiday, yes. And they, they just came to Vegas to hang out for the night. Yeah. And like, Hadi was just like, wow, these are some good looking dudes. And I was just like... 
we're going. I was like, we're going to get out of here before this turns into a Pornhub video. So uh, when I'm I in the was, corner crying. Listen, when I was in Qatar, uh, we were when I was there, the uh, Spanish were there and the British were there. And the British, um, they love to party. Oh, yeah. They, so, these guys, I was drinking with them for like four hours. Oh, my God. So they had like a live band there. Like they have their own little compound like in the middle of base. So like you got to walk around like to get to places, whatever. So they had this live band and I was like, well, fuck, they sound awesome. And this was like right before Christmas. So I sat like on a picnic table right outside their compound. And Are you allowed to go in there? Or no, it's by invite only. Like you have to be escorted okay. in. So like I was just sitting there like enjoying the music, just hanging out. And then one of the guys came out and he's like, oh, do you want to come in? And he's like, you're more than welcome to because they have beer in their compound. Their rules don't apply like the boat, the post rules don't apply to them because they're their own. I'd be switching countries right then and I'm there. I'm telling you. So <laughs> I was so tempted to go, but I didn't. I was like, no, I'm waiting for my friends because, like, you don't want to put yourself in a situation like here I am, this little five foot female walking into a live band, there's beer, and like they were having a good time and, you know, good for them. But I was just content sitting there listening to the music. So I, I don't, I want to like bring up bad things here, but I just, just a question I have, obviously, being a female in the military. You always hear the stories where women get taken advantage of or th- horrible things happen to women in the military. So like that's a thing, too, where now you're going to be possibly going into a spot where they're from a different country. Yeah. So I actually was the battalion victim advocate for sexual harassment and sexual assault victims. Um, that is it's like a serious role. Like there's a lot of training involved. Um, so. Fortunately, I did not have a case of sexual assault or anything like that, uh, which is which is good. It's very How, good. However, comma, uh, the numbers that we had received from the previous year, the numbers are higher overseas than they are in our own country, just because of their some cultures overseas they don't recognize rape like we do. Like mm. here, it's a taboo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not there. Um, they, so they don't understand, I guess, or they don't think of it the way that you and I would like, no, that is an absolute no go. They don't. Are you talking about from people in other country? Yes. So like some countries don't recognize it. It's not illegal. So they can just do whatever they want. And they Holy don't shit. understand that for us, like that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, unfortunately there were a lot of cases, uh, throughout theater and overseas. Um, I, I can't sit here and tell you whether it was a foreign military on a U.S. military or, yeah. you know, I don't have those kind of details. But uh, so like one of the things that I did over there was travel around and train our soldiers specifically like, you know, here's what to, you know, looking for the signs, um, you know, get to know your battle buddy. If you notice a change in their behavior, maybe something happened, getting them the resources that they needed uh, to get them comfortable comfortable enough that if something did, does or did happen, they know where to go and what resources they have available yeah. to them. Do you have do you have more like more of the male sides of the of our military kind of like looking out and helping out as well? Uh, yeah, for the most part, like because um, you would hope like going through these, yeah, it's these like hard a, times things right. Things it's like do a it's like a brother sister relationship. You do have you know a lot of the guys that look out for the females. Um, but again, like a lot of the females, they can handle their own too. So like there were quite a few females that, uh, before we had left, purchased themselves like pocket knives and stuff and they carried it everywhere. Um, before we had 
arrived in country, we were told that there wasn't a sexual assault on the airfield, which is where we were. So a lot of the females went like they kind of, I don't want to say freaked out, but they're like, okay, this is serious. I need to protect myself. So they would go to the PX and buy like, you know, a pocket knife or whatever. Um, And then later on, it came out that the story was fabricated. Uh, So, you know, you don't want to let your guard down, but it kind of made you feel a little bit more comfortable to know that it wasn't true. And there really is not like somebody out there targeting women. Exactly. Um, but again, like you always, you, you always have to watch your six there regardless. So like we tried to push, um, I do that in bars all the time. Like, I don't want to like intrude in people's shit, but like you'll be at a bar and like, I'll have a couple of drinks, but obviously from drinking nine, 10% beers all my whole life, like yeah. I, I it, t- it doesn't take me, it, does, it takes me a lot more to get to that point. And then I'll be sitting there watching. I'm like, Oh my God, I hope she realizes this dude's kind of being weird right now. <laughs> like, so you're like that, you're doing that bystander intervention and yeah. that's what we like preach on you know, overseas, if you see something and it doesn't look right, it probably isn't. So that's when we like encourage the bystander intervention, whether it's a direct approach in a direct, you know, uh, pulling the person completely from the situation, you know, directing the conversation somewhere else, whatever the case may be. Um, that was like a huge success for us because we did receive positive feedback on quite a few incidences where, um, our soldiers did intervene and they, you know, produced, or I don't want to say produce, but they, you know, put that bystander intervention into action that they had learned from myself and my partner, um, that, you know, it's okay to step in and stand up. It, mm-hmm. If it's a misunderstanding, it's better than, you know, God forbid you don't step in and something does happen. I had two situations where I was at a bar and this, there was somebody being really pushy to a girl. And I went up and did like, hey, hon, how you doing? Are you, re- are you ready to go home soon? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, I'm like, oh, this is my girlfriend. And the girl kind of looked at me and I was like, and she's like, yeah, we're going to head out. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, listen, I'm not really trying to pick up you up. Like, I'm a married man, but I, you, you were in some situation there. And I didn't want you to go through that. And I did that actually with a bartender one time where there was a guy at the bar who was like, what time you get off? What time you get off? When we, what time you leave? What time you leaving? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, when isn't your fiance picking you up later? Like, me and him are gonna why is this guy asking yeah and she was just like and she immediately went with it and then that guy was like oh i didn't know and then i was Mm -hmm. like yeah i'm best friends with her fiance i don't i don't even know her name and i just Mm kind of like made a scenario up yeah and she was just like thank you like like yeah that's awesome thank you because it's unfortunately like you know a lot of people uh they don't want to speak up because they have this mentality of it's not my business yeah but you know i hate that if you make it. it your business, you could potentially prevent, you know, something from happening and somebody else being scarred for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so yeah, that was like a big, you know, thing overseas that I was involved with. Um, and it was cool. So I just redid my packet to renew my license, uh, just to continue on. I've been doing it for two years now and continuing on with it. Nice. Yeah. So nice. that's, I guess you could say an other duty is assigned. I don't know what, you know. Whatever. <laughs> so besides the military, we'll do a quick little thing here before we get you out of here. Um, what are some other things you like in hobby? Like what are some uh, personal things you're into? Like like we were talking about movies, comic books, stuff like that. Like what are what are some things that spark your interest? Uh, oh, God. Like sports-wise, anything? You really put me on the spot. I love football. Go Bengals. I know everybody's laughing at me. Look at that right there. Everybody's probably laughing at me. Um, I am super stoked to see how the Bengals do this How did you season. land as a Bengals We're fan? not going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> In Pennsylvania. Well, you're from Maryland. I'm from Maryland. So you would think I was a Ravens fan, right? Mm-hmm. Nope. No. Bengals. The colors, right? 
Uh, so it started out like that's I not, love. That's not because you're a girl. I just no. <laughs> I just it started out like I was just so impressed. Like I love their uniforms, but then like I started. Uh, my ex husband like started to take me out to Cincinnati for you know uh, for practice weeks, whatever. Um, we go to games and then just like really getting involved and seeing what they do outside of the organization really like hit home for me. And the way they interact with their fans, like Pac-Man Jones follows me on Instagram. It's awesome. Uh, a lot of people cool, hate but him also now. Scary. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> hate him now, but like he's, he's actually, um, I don't mind him. Like he follows me. It's not like he's liking everything, but, um, it's just really cool, like, to see what they do outside the organization. I'm super stoked to see uh, Burrow come back. Uh, Sorry about his, that, by the way. As I know. A, as a Washington fan, I apologize. Oh, my God. So listen to this. We were overseas, and one of my captains was like, oh, uh, what happened to the Bengals last night? Blah, 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 blah. So, like, we have to watch the games at, like, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning because we were eight hours ahead. Mm-hmm. So we um, – when he had said that to me, I had said to him, I'm like, you know what, man? I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Our O-line needs to get their shit together or he's going to end up just like Carson Palmer was. And a month later, that happened. Chase Young, he's an animal. He came in and he's like, oh, what happened to your bangles? And I looked at him and I said, get the fuck out of my office right now. I will cut you. And he's like, what? And he's like laughing. I was like, I fucking told you a month ago. We had this conversation and it, like a light bulb went off. He's like, Oh my God, you totally did. You totally said that. I'm like, get out. I was like, today is not the day. I, uh, I'm pretty excited because I feel like my team is actually good now. Yeah. And it's exciting. And we have one of the best defenses in the league. Pretty pumped. Pretty That's pumped. awesome. Pretty pumped to be a Washington football team fan. And we're getting a new name this year. Yeah. What's, what do you think it's going to be? I don't know. I, um, I, seen this, I seen a few different ones put out there. Uh, I heard rumors that they're going to they're go with a military name, oh. which I'm cool with. Uh, the Red Tails was thrown out there. So the Red Tails would be the first African American Air Force troop. Okay. They made a movie about them and stuff. Somebody will find a twist on that somehow and be offended. I personally would hope they don't go anywhere near any of that. Like I don't want for a while there. I was like, I hope they don't do some stupid animal name, right? But that's well. A, why don't they just do it like the Nationals? You have the Washington Nationals baseball team, so why not just keep that the same name? Like the, not the same name, oh. but like the same. Uh, the Senators was one they were talking about. Maybe the Senators or the or something like that. But um, the one I want the most is I want the Red Wolves. Okay. Yeah. Because then you can keep the HTTR like Hail to the Red Wolves. Yeah. Um, you can keep the R. So if you want to do the old school R, you can yep. keep that. Um, I understand, like as a as a fan, I, I I gravitated that team because of the Native American culture, and it was mm. cool to like see that represented. Yeah, and a part of me doesn't want Native American culture to go away, even though I understand that the connotation is like we're not your mascot. Yeah, and I understand that, but I also I, I'm also in fear that you don't want your culture to be erased. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, for the same thing, like when you think warrior, like the, the the Native American warriors were, were they were a fierce tribe. Like they were very good warriors. Like mm-hmm. same with Spartans, same with like, you know, you don't want to, just because they weren't always the greatest people the way they you did their war. You don't want to completely. Yeah. Battle, <clears throat> sports are battle. Sports, and so when you, you want to represent figures of battle, so yeah. you know what I mean? So I, I, I kind of don't want to get rid of that altogether. Um, so if you're going to erase the, the Native American face and the name, a lot of Native American culture is when they pass on, they reincarnate. And a lot of times in reincarnation with Native Americans, they do it with wolves. 
So I think oh, it'd be cool dope. to be yeah. the Red Wolves because you're still keeping the Native American culture, but it's, it, now it's a reincarnation. Of the Redskins. That, that's yeah, what I'm that's really cool. hoping for, but I don't know if it's going to stick. Ooh. A lot well, of fans are really. A lot of fans are really politicians. Are they gonna for that. like? Are they gonna let the fans vote for it? Or yeah, they they're doing gonna... a huge campaign okay. online right That's now. That's cool. Like people are making logos and like they're getting free shit sent yeah, to them right? left and right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I seen I seen the Washington Heritage where they. I don't like that. Yeah, where but they keep it all Native American themed. No, I don't like that. Name. I'm not a fan either. But like, what would your mascot be? We don't. I don't even want one. Like a a freaking. I don't even know, like a beaver or something. Like, what do you? I don't heritage? know. Like, well, do you a wolf even would re- just be cool, just a wolf. Yeah, I yeah. agree. But like heritage, what would you? Re- yeah, you definitely not can't use a Native American like person. A hundred dollar bill or something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, so that's kind of what I'm pulling for. Uh, and we got Fitz Magic, which is like one of the most gorgeous men in the NFL right now. He's all right. That beard, that that's. It's a little much. It's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I love a beard. Like I love a scruff look, but that's a little much. That thing is just majestic. It's excessive. That thing has a like. It should have its own Instagram page. He looks like he should work for Barstool. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> I just I love him. And then Chase Young, like the big dredge, looks like Predator, and he's terrifying. Oh, I know. I love it to death. Yeah, that's and cool. we did pretty well in the draft. And I have all my friends are. Philadelphia Eagle fans, so I'm kind of okay. hoping we're good for a while, so I can kind of kick some dirt on them for yeah, a bit. Yeah, that would be nice. That yeah, that's how I am. Like overseas, like it's all fucking Steelers fans. They suck too. That's oh why when we God. beat when like, they were undefeated I, and we uh, beat them, I was astounded. I like it's either the Steelers or the Eagles, and like the Steelers fans are so much more worse than the Eagles fans. Really, for like. In this situation, like overseas. So yeah. when the Bengals beat the Steelers in this previous season. Your division, so Steelers-Bengals. Yeah, okay, right. that makes sense it's, for you. Yeah, and same thing with Ravens. Like, it's always, like, our division is, like, one of the toughest, I don't want to say toughest divisions, but, like, as far as rivalries, it's, like, literally, it's terrible. Anyway. Um, You're also talking with NFC East. No. Rivalry is pretty rough between the Cowboys, okay. Giants, and Eagles. I know, like I'm aware of the Eagles and the Cowboys. Eagle, it was it's normally Eagles and Giants are really bad. Okay, and, and Washington and I must said the, the, the taboo name and Washington and Dallas are really big rivals. Okay, yeah. Um, so the dude that was giving me shit about Burrow's knee. Comes, uh, I come into work the next day after this, you know, the Bengals beat the Steelers, and I sit at my desk, and my big boss leaves a little sticky note, Harris, you're fired. Thank you, management. And I was like, oh, my God, what did I fuck up? Like, I'm thinking I screwed something up. I'm not even thinking about the football game at this point. So I go in uh, to the office. Can you get fired overseas? No. I was just, no. <laughs> is that even a thing? But this is like what's going through. Like I'm catastrophizing at this point. Like thinking worst case scenario. Like, oh my God, I fucked up somewhere. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get sent home. I don't know what's going on. So I walk into my captain's office who was giving me shit earlier. And he looks at me and I just went like this. Put my hands on my hips. I went, what happened? And he's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> I was like, no, no. We're gonna talk about this. We're gonna we're gonna talk it out. And he's who's like, your college team? Uh, Notre Dame. Not me too. Yeah, I actually just went there a couple months uh, last year. I have never been there. It's amazing. It is a dream of mine to get out there. So I am gonna try hard. Uh, you know, God willing, with COVID and everything, calming down. I am hoping to get out there this season. It was. Um, I we got super super lucky. We went to go see them when they played Bowling Green. Which oh. we knew they were going to kill them. Yeah. And it was like a 70 nothing game. Yeah. But the same game we went out to, Chicago, the band Chicago, 
was there. Oh, that's like a double win. And Chicago played with their marching band. Stop it. That like, is so the cool. The Notre Dame marching band played uh, oh, like Chicago that's hits. That's dope. It was that's cool. sick. I'm yeah. jealous. Um, if you do summer. go, <laughs> I highly, highly recommend going to someone who's been there before. Okay. Because if you go to someone who's who's been there a few times, they know where the spots to go at certain times. Okay. We had a really good tour guide who went with us. Um, there's I don't know what it's called, but when you go into the actual Golden Dome, mm-hmm. there's they at a certain time you have to get there super because we got there. Super, I'm like, why are we standing in this fucking? Yeah. Bill? And they're like, the band no. goes in and plays. The band goes in and they and they they each take a floor and they play the trumpets. Yeah. And it's magical. That's cool. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So definitely go with somebody who who I'm knows all the spots. To. Yeah. Ugh. It's really cool too because they have, um, they don't sell food outside of the stadium. Every like so when you, well, they do sell food, but it's not like you walk up and there's like a, a food vendor here. Right. Everything is done by the school's uh, clubs. Okay. So the that's, one see that's cool. It's like student driven. And I was really really cool proud because obviously it's a very big Catholic school, mm-hmm. and even though I'm not super on the religious side, you know, but I still like the school. Yeah. Um, they had the ND Pride Club. And it was like members, like there was people in like full their full band, and they had their rainbow stuff on. Oh wow! And well, it is Pride Month as well, but like yeah. I actually have a pair of glasses where it's like ND, and it has like the the shamrock is a rainbow. Oh, that's like awesome. this. I got this from it, the Ally sticker. Okay, that was from Notre Dame, and I was just like, you're in a Catholic school, and they're like acknowledging their pride here. Yeah, and it was yep. like that's I really think they call cool. them Pris- It's ND Prism is their name. Oh, that's their name of their club. And I was like, this is, and you go up and you buy like hot dogs and hamburgers from them. And then whatever they sell for their food and drink and chips yeah. helps fund their clubs. That's so really cool. While you're walking around, you can get food, but your food is actually helping the clubs of the school. That's really cool. And I thought it was a cool aspect, but it was, it's a beautiful campus. Uh, it's in the middle. It's like, it's kind of like driving through Hazleton and then all of a sudden, like, they dropped Notre Dame in the middle of it. <laughs> like, it's not like a very impressive surrounding town. Right. And then you just... So it's like a postcard. Like, one side, is yeah. it looks great. And then you, you know, turn around. Oh, potholes everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a long drive. We drove out. And then uh, the other cool thing is uh, they don't really care about, like, you can walk to this, like, campus with beer and they don't really fuck with oh, you. Oh, wow. Like, okay. you go walk through the town on game day and no one bothers you. We nice. did an Airbnb of a townhouse and then just walk to the stadium. Yeah, that's what I think I'm going to do is go more towards like the Airbnb side and then just be like in walking distance of everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's it definitely do it. It was uh, yeah. it was good. And go when go to a game where they're going to beat the shit out of somebody cuz the tickets are super cheap. See, I'm weird like I I almost went down to Virginia Tech when they played Virginia Tech a couple years ago cuz I like a good game. Yeah. But I just I did I ended up not going because nobody wanted to go and I was like well I'm not gonna make that trip by myself like because then I'm really not gonna be able to enjoy myself like I'll enjoy myself but um it's different when you take somebody with you and get to experience it together so mm-hmm. I ended up not going and I I regret it yeah but they 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 actually played Notre Dame versus Navy and they used FedEx Field where Washington plays one year yeah that was kind of cool yeah I I was gonna go, I really I want to. Like I think it's a bucket list thing to just get overseas when they play overseas. Oh, in, in Ireland. Yeah. Yep. I've I I think my aunt did that, and she doesn't even watch football, which is kind of well. She does. She's a Steelers fan, but she doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Steelers. Anything else you want to put out there? Talk about before we get out. No, I thank you for this opportunity. It's did you have awesome. Fun? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, my the fourteen people that all fourteen people yeah. will listen. They're gonna <laughs> yeah. love it. Um, I hope so. And you can share it. It'll be on Facebook, YouTube. Okay. Anywhere cool. you listen, Spotify. You'll be on Spotify now. Wait, what? 
Like you're going to be on Spotify. That's a little, that's too like much. Like you, you're going to type your name into Spotify and it's going to pop up. How do you that's, feel about that? I'm not familiar with Spotify. So what do you use what? for music? Pandora. Maybe. I don't think I'm on Pandora. Am I outdating myself right now? Yeah, Pandora. Like you, you let music, they, they they pick the music for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Spotify, you can like pick your own shit. See, I'm so... You listen, like radio. You like the radio Can we aspect? rewind when you told me to send you pictures and I said just pick something off my Facebook? Did I do a good job? <laughs> you did great. Okay. But like I am the most indecisive person. Like just play whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Pick whatever. What play kind of music whatever. do you like? Um, I, I like a little bit of everything, honestly. Like I'm really into country. Um, oh, sorry to hear that. Well, like I don't know. I, I listen to everything, honestly. I'm slowly getting more into country. Yeah. Uh, I really like... Uh, What's who's the did the Tennessee whiskey? Chris, Chris Stapleton. Stapleton, very talented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that like twangy. I, I kiss my sister. Like I don't like like I hate that. Like I hate that. Well, so I much. don't know about anybody that's kissing their sister. Everyone in country oh music kisses. That is so false. <laughs> They're wild. We're a lot of big fun. I love of them. Luke Combs. He talks about drinking beer, having a good time, smacking his wife. No, no, he probably does. Though. Luke Combs is awesome. Don't you is dare he? talk shit on Luke. Who's Combs. the Who's the creepy one? Um, the real creepy guy. They always pick on him. And it, oh shit, um, Garth Brooks. Oh, I don't creepy. know. I don't listen to him. He's I love creepy. Luke Combs. He's my current obsession. Well, Zach right Brown. I like. A I lot. like Zach Brown. Yep. I like. Um, oh, who's the one my wife listens to? Just because he's very attractive. Uh, I think he's like Hispanic or something. Kane. Kane Brown. Yeah. He's decent. He's got a very deep voice. Yeah. Very deep. He's okay looking. She's into him. That's her thing. Yeah. She like because of him, she listens to country, and I don't know how I feel about it. You have nothing to worry about. No. Dude's married. I mean. I think he's having a kid now, too. Yeah, but like everyone has their celebrity crush. Yeah. I know I do. Who's your celebrity crush? Oh, Besides God. Gal Gadot. Uh, <laughs> Scarlett, jo- uh, Scarlett Johansson. Good pick. Mila Kunis. Uh, male-wise? Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. I just love that one. If I had to pick my male crush, uh, Mark Wahlberg all day long, and 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 Jason Momoa, I just think okay, he he doesn't look like he like he looks like he is legit a god. Jason yeah. Momoa, yeah, he does. He looked yeah. like he was just like chiseled out of a rock and then just came to life. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't look like he's real. I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, female. Um, mine's go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to our time. I was obsessed with Maya. Remember Maya? Maya yes. Loved, loved Maya. Okay. Uh, do you remember Love and Basketball? I never watched it. You know who the actress is, though. No, I never saw the movie. She she was she was my she was my jam. That okay. Um, do I need to like Google this when I leave? <laughs> I always get afraid because I don't know like people like Billy Billy Iris is really pretty, but I think she's also like nineteen, so that's I don't want to count her. I don't know. She. I'm like thirty. I can't say that shit. She reminds me of our Avril Lavigne day. Yeah, I just like I like I like her personality because she doesn't give a shit. Yeah, type deal. That's what that's she gives me that Avril Lavigne vibe. Like when we I wasn't into up. Avril though, and I loved I, I loved emo girls. I like, was into Avril and Blink One Eighty Two. Love Blink. I love Blink. It's my favorite band. Yeah, I want to get a Blink One Eighty Two tattoo. Okay. I just don't know yeah. what I want yet. I don't know if I want the smiley face with the arrows or I want the bunny. I want to get a sleeve in the worst way, but my arms, I have the arms of a 12-year-old, if you guys can't see that. Look at those guns. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> um, I just, I'm so afraid, like, my arms are too small for a sleeve for what I want. No, you'll be fine. No, they're so tiny and gross. We'll put ink my in them. My 12-year-old is bigger than I am. We'll put ink in them. 
I know. Add them up. I what I want. See, I'm huge on black and white. I love black and white. Okay. But what I want is just not. I don't know. I will say this. I'm not trying to sway you out of your black and white, but the people at Abaddon are so good at color. Yeah. See, I don't that like American. Color. They, they do that. Like, well, they can do anything you want, but they're. they're uh, American traditional style, that old mm. school like navy, like sailor pinup stuff. There mm. is what really what a lot of them shine on, and they're so good at it. Yeah, I like black and white, and I would be okay with a little bit of red. Okay, like a little Sin City. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. I don't. Whatever. Uh, I was actually supposed to go see Blink One Two. My and my so my first two bands that like I picked myself growing up was Blink One Two was my my first band, mm-hmm. and Lincoln Park. Okay. Love Lincoln Park. Oh, wow. And they were supposed to do a show. They did two shows together, one in New York and one in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Nice. I had tickets to go to the Hershey, Pennsylvania. The Thursday before the show, he Chester killed himself. Killed himself, yeah. yeah there was, was quite a few people I worked with that uh, Heartbroken. were supposed to go to that. Yeah, we, when we were in Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, you ever, have, have you gone to Vegas? Mm-hmm. Like I, Fremont Street? Sorry. I already told you I was in Vegas. I know, I forgot. Uh, Fremont Street, where they have the light board. Yes. So, you know how every, like, so many, like, they turn the, all the lights turn off and they do, like, a show? Yes. So, all the lights turn off. Everyone's like, oh, what are they going to do? And all you hear is the keyboard to, uh, oh, at the end. Oh, my God. I just got the chills. Dude. Uh, That's crazy. Everyone was, like, putting their phones up and, like, oh, crying. Oh, my God. And this was, like, three or four years. Like, no, may, way longer after he died. But, like, his impact still, like. Yeah. Him and Chris Cornell. Just, yeah. like. You hear him do that nothing compares to you song. Every Chris time Cornell. you hear their voices, like you can't help but to get the chills. They're they're so like icon- there's no one that sounds like them. Yeah. They just have that iconic voice. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. But uh I just watched the Dirt movie again too, speaking of music and TV. I, I always watch on Netflix the Dirt with Molly Crew. <laughs> I fucking love it. I want eighties hair metal to come back. I, that's why I keep my hair long, just in case. It, like it's a style that comes back. I don't back. think it's coming back, buddy. I want to wear eyeliner. I don't know, but then again, I never thought scrunchies would come back, and here we are. Yeah, I want to wear eyeliner and tight leather pants. I will punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I think I look good in eyeliner. No. <laughs> I'm gonna do the eye like the smoky, My Chemical Romance eyes, because I didn't do it when I was a fan in high school. I stayed away from it. No. I didn't fully commit. Don't do it. And I should have. Don't ever commit. <laughs> don't do it. I wear skinny jeans sometimes. I just like them. Who are you? I like them. I'm an emo kid, man. I was a hidden emo kid who played football. Are you gonna start like breaking out those USO uh, pants that were like crazy? Well, that were crazy the popular. J- the Jinko ones. The Jinko. big like baggy ones. Yeah, Jinko pe- jeans. Yeah, pe- no, not jeans. They were um, like they the, were kind of like rave pants, like the Hardy Boys pants, but no. all the pockets. They were the brand was USO. They were like baggy and like all these crazy different colors. I never wore those. And, Okay. No. I miss... You know I, what I'm talking about. Though, I couldn't right? pick a trend to wear growing up because I was poor. So. I always wore jeans and hoodies. Yeah. I was a jeans hoodie. I mean, I wore a t-shirt for crying and out loud. And all my shirts had like some type of print on it. Like if it was either video game or pro wrestling or something. Right. Like I still like to this day, I'm wearing like every shirt I wear is like pro wrestling. Jake the Snake. Yeah. He's he's just... Uh, fuck. What was it? Um, Two days ago or a day ago, he's doing an... There's a new show out that like interviews old. It's called Dark Side of the Ring. That's what it's an amazing show. Even if you're not into wrestling, the stories are unbelievable. Yep, that's what it was because he said he was like petrified of snakes, and then the bell rings and they get him. Like it was a different. Do you ever hear his story that on on Rogan where the night? Well, you ever you know that Macho Man Randy Savage when he put the snake on Macho Man's arm and it was a King Cobra. They no. devenomized a King Cobra, and then the storyline was he had to go out and put the snake on Mancha Man's arm. Oh, my God. But Mancha Man was paranoid and on a lot of drugs, so he made Jake the Snake 
have the snake bite him before they even went out in front of the crowd. Oh, hell so hell. Jake the Snake had to fire the snake up and have it bite him. And then Monster Man made sure that he didn't die before Perfect. he went out and did it. <laughs> yeah. Those snakes uh, did not go through great treatment during the 80s and 90s of professional wrestling. A lot of them did not survive the trips. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Well, shit, in the 80s and 90s, like, look at today. We would go outside and ride bikes all day. And then when the streetlights came on, we were home. Mm-hmm. Now it's like I struggle just to get my kid out of her bedroom and off her phone. Well, here's the thing, too. I, I, I I'm, This is me coming from, like, the not parent side. But, like, a lot of parents who don't – I'm not saying you, but I'm saying a lot of parents don't let their kids go out and play because they're terrified that, like – Every, everyone outside is a pedophile kidnapper. Yeah, you do have that too. But how about what happened to like leaving the house and doing things with your kids? Like, mm-hmm. okay, got it. I got it. COVID was a huge hit. Yeah. And, you know, I'm still dealing with that for her. Like, she's still going through some shit because COVID was a really big hit. But does um, she have like s- still like like stuff going? I know some people who get yeah, get it and they still have like. She, so I don't want to get too far into it, but like. You pull a kid's mom away from them, like her and I. During a pandemic. Yeah. Where people well, are dying it's from not it. not even that. Like, okay, the pandemic starts. Whatever. I'm home with her every day working from home. And then I just up and leave one day for a year. It's a lot for a 12-year-old to leave a mom or a dad for, you know, such a long period of time when you're used to seeing them every day. Like with me, it was a little harder for her because I'm a single parent. So... You know, like I'm with her all the time, like, you know, raising her. My parents are helping me in the process. So it's hard to just leave one day. And then she has this thought process of when am I going to see my mom again? Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic hits hardcore and then she gets it. And then, you know, virtual schools, no sports, no extracurricular activities. Um, And then she was failing school. So I made my mom take her cell phone away from her because the rule is, the cell phone came because you were making honor roll and you were involved in sports. Well, you're failing and you're not in sports, so you don't need your phone. So that was a learning curve for me as a parent because here I am halfway across the world. Trying to parent. Trying to parent to an extent. Like I trust my parents to make the right decisions, but that was my hard role is if you are failing or you're not in a sport, the whole point of you getting that phone was because you were passing and in one. So... When I took that from her, you know, I didn't think she needs that social interaction with her friends, you know, to kind of help keep that balance. So she was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. And, you know, my mom had said, hey, you know, I talked to the to a counselor like we're getting her the help she needs, obviously. But she's like the counselor had mentioned maybe try giving her the phone for like an hour a day. Um, just to see. And I was like, okay, like whatever I need to do to get my kid to feeling better. And so that's what we did. And now she's like excelling again. Yeah. I'm home. She's like, her grades have improved tremendously. Like her mental health is starting to get back to where it needs to be. But like, it really took a toll on her. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the phone and technology is such a double-edged sword because it's such a good thing mm-hmm. for some things but like i always tell people like it's like i hate social media because every time i go on facebook or instagram it's, it's all negative and yeah. i'm like it's negative because you choose it to be negative and like what do you mean i said facebook and that that machine is so intelligent that it knows that when you're on there you're going to interact more if you're depending like, so if you go on and fight with people in comment sections facebook's going to feed you more of that so yep. you keep they want to keep you on yes. that they have. They yep. want to keep you on your platform. So uh, what I always say like with kids and like nowadays we they should probably institute in schools 
a social media class. Yeah. I truly, truly believe that. Like you, cause a lot of these parents don't like parents and grandparents don't understand how fast this machine is moving. Mm -hmm. uh, just from us, like we're the same age. Shit, like, I still don't understand it. Yeah. I'm freaking, look at me. I'm like. Yeah. Well, it, it, ha it has evolved so quickly. Yeah. And it, it's such yeah. a rapid succession where like it, these kids now, like when you were getting bullied in school or if you went through bullying in school, you went home and you weren't connected to that anything. That was it. That and, was the end then, of it. Yep. And then you were done and then you're like, fuck, I dread going to school tomorrow. Today's now, a new day, but there might be a chance. It follows yeah. them home because it's yep. the school and social media and Snapchat and yeah, all absolutely. that stuff. So yep. it's 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 a learning curve to try to, for you to learn as well as like telling your kid like, hey, like. It's not the end of the world, but you know what I mean? It's it's yep. really, it's a challenging it thing. It is, it really is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel for you there. But, uh, well, it was awesome. I really, really yeah. enjoyed having you. Anytime Thank you want to come you. back, let me know. Yeah. Is there anything, I always try to like, do plugs because some people come on and they have stuff to plug. Is there any like local businesses or things you want to? Uh, so definitely the Black Diamond. Love the they Black Diamond. They are amazing. I love Amber and Sherry. They are fabulous. Get your asses out to the Black Diamond. Get some hot cheese balls. And put Amber, other... put Amber's and and uh, Amber's and Sherry's balls in your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> they're amazing. I promise you guys. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, so the uh, Rotunda Brewery down in Anvil, they were awesome. They have a beer on tap right now called Task Force Anvil in support of our brigade deploying. Um, they also have four packs to go. It's an IPA. It is actually really good, and I'm not an IPA fan. I might make a run up. Um, Maybe tomorrow. It is very it citrusy. Yeah, definitely do it. I think you would like it. Um, it's it's awesome. Um, the Fat Bastards Motorcycle Club. So they sent me a care package while I was gone, which was really cool and unexpected. Where are they um, out of? So they're actually out of like Ashland area. It's just the Fat Bastard Motorcycle Club. Fat Bastards Motorcycle Club. Yep. I'm gonna keep that in top because these are the things that I like to learn about, so I can have them on the show to find out like yeah. th their backstory. Because okay. everyone has a story. You know yep. what I mean? Like Absolutely. I've learned a lot more about you than I ever thought I would have. Today. Really? Yeah. All I have to do is ask. I know, but like it's this is the whole reason I started this. I like yeah. to meet and learn more about people because everyone, like I said, everyone has a story, and then even they don't realize they have it. You know? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, like talking about, it, I don't really think. I'm like, it's just my life. It's so boring. But you're, but what you're telling today, because someone can listen to him and be like, you can inspire somebody or, you know what I mean, like, or, or, or make a connection with somebody. Like, because that's, that's, that's happened where people reach out and, like, hey, I, your story really helped me in this aspect yeah. or that aspect, or you've I learned see, something. I didn't look at it like that. Yeah. Okay. Now you're putting, in, putting yeah. it in perspective. Method but. of my madness. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but you did absolutely fantastic. Thank you. The lights were on. The cameras were hey, on. Hey, guys. Uh, I should have told people that live chat was on. People could have chat, but we didn't. Oh, you didn't turn it on? It is on, but no, I didn't really let people know that it's there. I mean, sometimes like, people know, some people don't, but. Oh, we have one person watching? Yeah, one one now. Is uh, that your I, wife? <laughs> maybe. I, I, a lot of people watch the replays. It's like a replay thing. Oh, okay, cool. Because like right now, people are probably just getting home or doing the work thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, it is Friday, isn't it? Yeah, so we will be live again tonight at 9 o'clock for Not Cool in High School. We're going to be talking the Mortal Kombat franchise. So if okay. you're into that, you guys can tune in. I'm uh, not going to lie. I plan to be a little... A little drunk. Are you going to the Black Diamond tonight? No, I have to go to Harrisburg to see my dude. Um, hang out with him for a little bit. Get some time with him. I'm trying to think, of Harrisburg. Are you like Harrisburg Mechanicsville area, or just Harrisburg in general? Just Harrisburg in general. Like we're, I'm, I'm gonna cook dinner and just kind of hang out low key. Like I, so one thing I've noticed is like going out, I still get some anxiety. Um, like I'm trying to adjust being home and being around people again. So like I do it in doses. So tonight is a night that I just want to chill out and like cook dinner and I have some watch some Netflix or something, have a couple beers. Did you watch Army of the Dead yet? 
No, I do did it. not. It's awesome. Okay. It's a really, really fun movie. It's a movie, yes. not a series. Nope. It's okay. A, it's All right. Uh, Batista, Dave Batista. He played yes. Dr- from Guardians of the Galaxy. He played okay. Drax. Uh, essentially, I love him. Essentially, without, I'm not giving anything away. Zombie outbreak happens. Military messes up. Zombie outbreak happens. Uh, they wall off Vegas, and these zombies kind of reside in Vegas. Okay. And Dave Batista has a team to go in and try to open a vault to get money out of Vegas before they nuke it. Okay. But I'm gonna watch Vegas it. is completely filled with zombies, right. and it's really really fun. I'll watch it. But if you are gonna like, if you go to the mechanic like the Harrisburg area a lot, and you're looking for things to do just because of the beer place, Tattered Flag. Yeah, it's been a, there. It's I the, love them. Their food's yes, amazing. Great are, place. Yep. Um, so I also love going to Dockside Willie's and Duke's okay. in Wormleysburg. Yep. Uh, they, their food is amazing. There's a new place you might want to try out in Hershey. Uh, hold on. I got to pull my phone up. I'm so That's sorry. That's okay. But- the other one while you're pulling it up, um, in mechanic, like right by the Mechanicsville area as well is Mellow Mink. Okay. It's literally, it's in a strip mall and you're like, that looks cheesy. And then you go in and it's gorgeous. Really, really good place, uh, Mellow Mink. And then right up the street is Evergreen, another good brewery. Yes, I, I've been there before. Uh, the Anglewood. Okay. Hershey. So they're a new place, and apparently they are a brewery as well. Just go to anglewoodhershey.com. Have you gone to Black Rock yet in Pottsville? No, I have not. Really good. I think they're having a raspberry thing this weekend. It's all I raspberry flavor. raspberry. It's all raspberry beers this weekend in Pottsville. Oh, my Atlanta. All mm. right. Yeah, check it out. I guess I know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and we have Black Rock and then Pilgrim is opening soon. The bud washes are open yep. in Pilgrim. Yep, I was tracking that. Yeah. Or I would, oh God, I, I got to get this military talk out of my. Tracking. Yeah, I got it. I'm so sorry, guys. You're like, how many clicks away are you? <laughs> <laughs> but all right, that'll do it. Uh, we'll get out of here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure if you're watching back, uh, like, share, subscribe. If you're watching an, uh, or you're listening on iTunes, a five-star review really, really helps out. Help us get uh, the word out there. Word of mouth is definitely the best way. If you want to support us, we do have the Patreon as well as a merch page. You can get my stupid face on a T-shirt or a few other logos we have. We have you know fun stuff on there if you guys want to support. Um, here's some Steve Fulton, local musician in the area. Thank also you. Also from the boys upstairs. We'll see you next time. Come never drinking it